and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And we're here, finally. <laughs> we, we recorded so many episodes at the beginning of last month because sometimes mm-hmm. we get busy and that's like yeah. the way to do it. Gotta plan ahead. But then so many things happened. October was quite a month. It really was. So today's episode is partly inspired by a possible segment that we were kicking around at the end of last year when we were like trying to do some podcast retooling, um, along with a little Instagram activity I did the other day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this, the topic of today's episode will be Roses and Thorns, October 2019. Beautiful. So like... Roses and Thorns was your suggestion, so will you explain, like, the premise of this activity? Sure. <laughs> Roses and Thorns is something uh, you, if you've ever gone to, like, a team building or community building exercise, if you ever had a teacher that was really into, like, building classroom community, then maybe you've had a little circle discussion called Roses and Thorns. And basically the idea is that you think about your week or your month or your day and you think of a rose being a positive and a thorn being something that maybe was a negative or was a challenge um, and it's just sort of a way to like air out your thoughts and feelings about a variety of different things yeah so uh, on one of the later days in October that we'll get to in a minute where things felt particularly bleak I posted on Instagram like here's 10 things that we smiled about this week mm-hmm. like what about you guys and I got so many really great answers back of people like here's a K-pop thing I had but uh, several people specifically said like Thank you for asking this because mm-hmm. sometimes I forget to like look for the positives yeah. in things. And I think when we have a month like October where the bad parts of it feel so exponentially bad mm-hmm. and one right after the other in the way that this month was, then it sort of feels like it makes, I feel like sometimes it makes you like question, like, why do I like keep up at all if it's going to hurt me so bad or yeah, whatever. So I guess I just wanted to like take some time so that we could. Talk about those negative and bad things that happened so that they're, like, documented for the history of K-pop and we have a chance to talk about them. But also to cushion it with, like, good things that happened so that it doesn't feel... Like to to bring a little sad. bit of balance yeah. into your back into your K-pop life. Hopefully, if you're out there having a K-pop existential crisis, <laughs> we're here for you. Then we're here for you. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought like we'll just get it out of the way. We'll do our list of thorns up top, like mm-hmm. get our sad feelings and our angry feelings and all that stuff out, and then we'll just gush for a while about the yeah. good stuff. Fair enough. Sounds great. Okay. All right, so we're going to start thorns on about as thorny of a note as you could. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wanted to talk about this, like, when it happened, but I don't, it didn't feel right, and I had a hard time. So bear with me now. I'm going to try to get the thoughts out that I wanted to get out a few weeks ago. Okay. So on October 14th this year, sadly, Sully, uh, formerly of FX, took her own life. Um, I feel like I don't have the tools or the preparedness to like properly eulogize her or anything right Mm now. But she was very special to me. Mm -hmm. Like she was in the first drama we ever watched. And like FX was a really big group for me at the beginning. Um, And like her Instagram was always like a highlight of my day. And it it just like felt like a really, just like a really shitty blow. Um, 
And it's tra- it's it's fucking tragic. There's like no other thing to say about it. Mm-hmm. But I think something that happens whenever there's like a suicide or something like this is that everybody really wants to try to find someone to blame mm-hmm. or try to like psychoanalyze this person that we honestly really didn't know. Absolutely. Um, we only knew like a small public version of her. And I just feel like all of that stuff is like wasteful and counterproductive and like not the best thing to do. But one thing that we do know for sure is that for the last five years of her life, like, Sully was relentlessly hated on the internet. Like, just for existing. Mm -hmm. Like, from the moment her dating controversy happened, which she was 19 years old when all of that happened, like, by the way. And just people piled on her for years. And not to say that, like, that's the only reason. Like, I don't don't want to do that. of course. But what I do want to do is to try to take this very sad thing and, again, try to find the positive in it. So my call, I want to make, like, a challenge, a call to anybody who's listening to this that I think we should all take time to put more positivity out into the world in general. You know, like, haters on the internet or, like, anonymous hate, like, just people being shitty is, like, something that I don't know We'll ever really be able to stop, but we can like counter it. Absolutely. We can, we cannot control what other people do or say, but we can put conscious effort into what we do and say. And I think that it speaks volumes when you put a positive voice out into the internet, even if it seems like all of the negative voices are so much louder. Mm -hmm. You never know, like, if it's just a comment on someone that you know or someone that you don't. It doesn't really matter. But, like, you never know what comment is going to, like, brighten somebody's day. And maybe it's exactly what they needed to hear right now. Um, But you'll never lose by saying something kind. Totally. So a thing that I have been trying to do lately is, like, Maybe this is just me, but there was, like, a part of me that always thought, like, commenting on Idol's Instagrams is, like, cringe, silly, like, kind of cringy yeah. or silly. Or, like, there's 15,000 comments on this picture of mm-hmm. Chanyol, like, what's my comment going to do? Yeah. But we've heard time and time and time again that, like, Idol's read their fucking comments. Absolutely. They, like, look for that stuff. So, like, why not just say, I love that shirt on you. You look cute today. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Also, like you said, in people in my real life, that's a thing that I've also been making conscious effort to do is that, like, I'm scrolling Instagram and, like, oh, there's that girl I went to college with. I don't really talk to her, but, like, oh, her and her kid look cute in that picture. Like, what is the harm in me saying, like, hey, you look very cute? Like, I don't know. I don't know why I feel, like, self-conscious about, like, you Mm -hmm. know, putting out that positivity, but I think we all could stand to do it more. I 100% agree. I feel like I always felt a little similarly when it came to commenting on a celebrity's Instagram, but also even just on commenting on people that I actually know. I feel like I've always been such a passive social media Mm -hmm. user. And it's been, I've, so like I've been for the past month, I guess, or month or two, been like consciously just saying nice things. If I thought a nice thing when I yeah. saw your photo, I just like write it down. And it's it's nice. Like you get people that are like, oh, thank you so much for saying that or whatever. Or yeah. like sometimes someone will like text me and be like, hey, I haven't talked to you in forever. Like, how are you? And it's just, it's, 
you know, just bring a little brightness to yeah. to yours and someone else's day. Yeah, totally. I think especially with social media or whatever, it's very easy to just spend time like whining about things or complaining about things or like I saw this movie and it sucked. But I think so much of the time I like I'm enjoying and consuming things that I love so much and I never tell anyone Mm -hmm. like for selfish example on this podcast, we ask you guys like, oh, leave us a review, like talk to us on social media because I want to hear if you guys like it. But I listen to like 40 podcasts a week and like Mm -hmm. I don't usually take any time to tell those people I like their podcasts. Like I should do that, too. Absolutely. Um, So I don't know. I guess that's like all I wanted to say is that like. I'm really, really sad that, like, Sully's left us and, like, we can't do anything about that. But I would like to at least try and, like, turn turn it into some kind of, like, drive to just, I don't know, be nicer. Because mm-hmm. people weren't nice to her and that sucks. Yeah. Um, but another, another, I recommended it when it came out, but, like, one more rec for Sully's solo, solo album that came out last month. Mm-hmm. Um it's really good. And like the day we lost her, like Goblin was stuck in my head all day. And it weirdly like didn't make, I don't know, it weirdly gave me like some kind of comfort because it's like a very nice album. Um, so what is the album called? I think the album is also called Goblin. Let me check. Yes, the album is called Goblin, but it's a three song. It's a three song quote unquote single. Okay. Um, so uh, rest in peace, sweet Sully. Uh, we will miss you. And that was our first like huge blow of October and mm-hmm. it truly like it set a crummy it set a tone because Absolutely. like because thankfully like the industry was respectful enough to like postpone like mm-hmm. some comebacks some postpone some TV like so everyone could take a moment uh, but then that like <laughs> yeah it was just a it was a difficult way to start out a month um and then some interesting difficulties continued continued um so the next like weird thing was two uh, member departures from, like, mm-hmm. boy groups, like, one right after the other. On October 23rd, rookie boy group, The Boys, mm-hmm. their member, Hual, who, as I understand it, had been missing from the previous comeback due to an injury or, like, yes, it was he, known that he was hurt. Yeah, he had had um, some kind of leg... I Forgive me, Boys fans, I don't know the exact details, but I know that he had some kind of leg injury and had received, I believe... I don't know if he had surgery, but I know he had to go through like physical therapy. So he was gone for quite a while and then thought after going through physical rehabilitation that he would be like ready to join again. And then in getting back into the swing of things, kind of maybe realized that his injury was more severe. Sure. But he's, he made a statement that he wrote a very beautiful, like unsincere and very heartbreaking, like apology right. to the fans for explaining why he was leaving. Um, and he was just like very sad to say that it's, it's too difficult um, for him to, to continue promoting in the, I guess the demanding schedule that is required of a rookie boy group. He just couldn't, couldn't keep up with it and had to take the time for his own health. Yeah. And that's like, it's, it's one of those like toss ups where it's like very sad that this like brand new group is losing a member so early because we've been over a million times, Mm -hmm. like how weird that kind of stuff is. But then there's also like that kind of bit of like warm hopefulness of like, Hey, this person is taking care of themselves. And it's like, I can't be an idol and like stepping away from it. And you know, that's going to be hard, like giving up a dream and like, it's just a bummer, but I wish I wish him well. Yes, and, and I think he's made the right decision. You got to put yourself first sometimes. Yeah, um, but then just like five days later, on the twenty eighth of October, 
Stray Kids, JYP came out and said that member Woo Jin was out of the group. Yeah. And this, according from what I understood to stays, was like absolutely out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Nobody had any idea. Like there was no inkling of that he was going to leave. And the There were no troubles brewing. Yeah. And the statement was just a flat personal reasons he's done. Yeah. Um, Very little details and explanation were given. So there was a lot of, you know. Uh, theorizing about mm-hmm. like what could have happened because you know people people have been kicked out of JYP for dating before mm-hmm. so like people were like what if it was that or I don't know and then I was going deep into Reddit and like some people were saying that there was like a small portion of the fandom that like didn't like him and found mm-hmm. that he had a bad attitude and was lazy or something mm-hmm. I don't know but it all just seemed very weird and it was very unfortunate because Stray Kids was about to have a comeback and then it got pushed so whatever this was it must have been like big because yeah. I don't know, but that just oh that it felt so sudden and I felt so bad for like this all the stays because like yeah they're also so new and like on the rise and like oh no and to have something that has seemingly no precedent like seemingly no explanation just all of a sudden personal reasons I must be going it's very the shock of it all makes it much more difficult to take yeah so uh, I feel very bad for them and so that was just that was another like oh no what's happening Mm -hmm. okay so this next part happened the last week of October and I'm just going to say this right now before I go into this whole thing. If there are any mombebe that are listening and are just like over this and do not want to hear it anymore, please skip forward or just like, I totally understand mm-hmm. if you do not want to hear this all recounted again because I know that you've all been going through so much. So I just wanted to like offer that. Yeah. Like no hard feelings. If you don't want to listen to me, go over this again. You don't have to. Okay. So I took extensive notes. Mm -hmm. And, like, the reason I wanted to put that disqualifier is, like, emotions are very, very high around this. And I'm, like, I'm worried that people are just going to be offended that I'm talking about it at all. So I Ah. just want to say, like, this is is the job we have taken for ourselves that, like, we're trying to tell people about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are probably plenty of people who haven't heard a single detail of this. Yeah, we're just stating so the facts. We just got to go over it. So like we did when we had our huge cube problem last summer, I tried to take good yeah, timeline notes and timeline it out. So we got to go through the whole thing. Okay, start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Okay, so like a week before Monster X's comeback, which was on the 28th of October, mm-hmm. there was a like a controversy in the news a Twitter account that, like, was started, like, immediately started in their first tweet was, like, I'm going to post something that's going to ruin Wanho. Like, it was a very, like, deliberate smear attempt. Somebody posted a video from a fan sign. And in the video, Minhyuk asks Wanho's nipples a question. Like, doesn't ask Wanho a question, asks his nipples a question. And then he says, ah, oh, me too, me too. And so people uh, were, like... It's not fun to joke about. Like, you don't joke about Me Too. So there was a big kerfuffle, and him, Wanho and Minhyuk both publicly apologized. Um, But it was, like, kind of a big deal, and it got the fandom, like, very riled up. Right. About, like, it was a joke in poor taste, and Mm -hmm. people didn't like it. And immediately, Minhyuk and Wanho apologized. apologized. Um, 
So like, but that was like a weird start to a comeback. But I was just viewing it from my view as like the exact same thought I had when the first Tiana Edon rumors appeared. It is I was like, oh, they finally made it. Because when people start going after you for dumb stuff, like, I feel like that's when you know you've like gotten attention. If bad stories about you will sell, then like you're famous now. So I was just sort of letting it roll off like one of those things. But it was only going to get worse. Okay, before I get to the next part of the story, I have to introduce two characters okay. in this horrible saga. Okay, so the first person that we're going to talk about is a woman named Han So-hee. Mm-hmm. And you may have heard her name before um, because she is a crucial figure in several very high-profile drug scandals. She was the girlfriend in Top's marijuana scandal, and she is also the person that B.I. texted to buy LSD from when he got kicked out of Icon earlier this year. So this girl is just like doing drugs with idols? Yeah, and she was formerly a trainer trainee at YG, Jellyfish, and Pledis. Hmm. And has never debuted in any group. Um, she's supposedly very, very She better rich. stay away from my Pledis boys, I know. girl. Watch out. Yeah. Um, but she's apparently very, very rich. And she just, like, acts really wild on Instagram. Has, like, wild, wild opinions. And just, like, seems to thrive on attention. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this whole subset of people that just, like, worship her. And think she's, like, the queen of, like, tea spilling and... I don't know. There's this weird faction of K-pop fans, I feel like, that are, like, girl group stands that, like, their whole worldview is based around that, like, boy groups are inherently bad. Mm. And that all boys that are in boy groups are bad. Oh. And so Han So-hee is just doing everyone a favor by, like, taking down, exposing these these shitty boys. Bad men. Um, She is, like, Mm. a very outspoken misandrist, which means she hates men. Interesting. Um, And she also is, like, super vocally anti-trans. Like, oh. I don't know. She's just, like, fucking controversial. Oh, so she's a fucking turf? Yes, she Great. is a turf, and she's a misandrist, and she, like— Turf stands love- for trans-exclusionary radical feminism, yes. and it's a subset of feminism that is very, very anti-trans, and they're incredibly transphobic and offensive. Yeah, she's one of those. Cool. So she she sucks. I think she <laughs> sucks. Opinion time. She's the fucking she, worst. She's the worst. But she's just, like, been around for the past couple of years, like, trying to stir shit up. Like, she also, one time, tried to say that she saw V from BTS in a club when they were both underage, and the army's, like, Bare. That's the only time she's ever made like a public apology and said that like oh, she shouldn't because like because no one fucks with the army. Yeah, so they. Did but not. also, in every single one of these, I like don't understand how she continues to just. She's able to like shoot people down without ever getting in trouble herself. Like, bi texted her to buy LSD from her. She's the drug dealer in that right. scenario, and like her life wasn't ruined because of this. Why? Apparently, it's the, I think it's the money. Like, that's why she's so scary is because she seems to be, like, untouchable. She seems to be invincible. She's, right. like, connected somehow. Okay, so that's Han So-hee. Now, there's another character in this story. Her name is Chung Da-eun. Mm-hmm. And I realized today that we know her because she was the—her movie debut was in that Mino Derailed movie that we hated so much. She oh. was the girlfriend in that movie. Oh. Yeah. And that was, like, her movie debut. Interesting. Interesting. Um, she is a former— oh, She better stay away from Mino, too. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> I got um, both of these girls on my radar now. Watching out. 
Um, she is a former Udang. And an Udang, it was this thing that was, I mean, I guess it's probably still popular. But, like, around 2009, Korea was very obsessed with, like, good-looking kids on social media. and sure. they and Who Ur- is it? And Urzang is, like, a, a, a portmanteau of, like, best face okay. is what it means. So there was a reality show called, like, Urzang Sode that was, like, or uh, Urzang Shide that was, like, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was a reality show or a competition show. It was on for seven effing seasons. And it was just about, like, these kids who are hot and rich on Instagram. Okay. Jung Daun was one of them. She apparently also used to date Wanho. Because Wanho mm-hmm. from Monster X was also one of these Urzang kids. Because he had a good face. Okay. The other thing about Jung Daun that you have to know, because it's, like, been weirdly in all of these articles... Is that a couple, like a year or so ago, it appeared that she was transitioning to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, like her whole Instagram got wiped and now she like presents very manly and was like going by male pronouns. But she took it back a few months yes. ago and said that she was dating a woman who was 12 years older than her who said, if you get gender reassignment surgery, then we can get married. Because, like, gay marriage isn't legal. So this older girlfriend was, like, manipulating her into becoming a man so that they could get married is her story. damn. But she changed her mind. Quite a a tale. Yeah. Not a man. Identifies solely as a lesbian. Um, But she said that because she did take all those hormone shots, it's, like, irreversible. And she has, like, an Adam's apple and, like, a hairy chest. Like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Serious shit. Okay. But the weirdest wrinkle of this is that she is now apparently dating Han So-hee. Hmm. And they, like, came out in their relationship in a very confusing Instagram live where they kept going back and forth and being like, oh, do you think we're dating? Like, maybe we should date and, like, get money. And, like, I don't know. They're they're wild characters, and I truly don't know what to make of any of it because everything they do and say seems like a troll, but... okay. But I don't know, to live your life entirely in, like, a troll... Like, you... I don't know. I don't know. So, in this Instagram live, (laughs) did they say, we are dating? They were saying that they weren't dating, and then they said they were dating, and then they said they weren't dating, and then they said they were dating for a joke. Okay, they went back and forth. You read the transcripts Mm -hmm. of it, and it's just, like, pure nonsense. They're really wild characters. Okay. So, here... These are our two Mm -hmm. villains in this story, I guess. Our two antagonists. Antagonists. That's, I guess that's more an objective journalist word. Well, allegedly. An, an antagonist is a character that is not necessarily a villain, just like a protagonist is not necessarily a hero. Okay. They are just the foils to our main character, who is Wanho. Okay. Yes. That's fair enough. I teach a literature class. I love that. <laughs> so on October 28th, Monster X puts out their follow album. Mm-hmm. Everything seems Good and fine. They do some stages. They make their M2 relay video. Yeah. And all of it is great. And Follow is a good song. The choreography is amazing. That relay video and that one. What was that video that Pentagon did where they changed oh. all the outfits? And then Monster X came and blew their booties out of the water in yes. those suits. They look so good. Yeah. Those funny. And let me look it up. I want to know what it is because people need this joy in their yeah. life. Gap Crush. It's the the Gap Crush videos. Okay. 1K originals. Anyway. So it was good. I was having a great time. Yeah. It was a great comeback. I was really excited to do mm-hmm. it. Then, 
on October 29th, the troubles begin. The troubles be the new troubles begin. The troubles continue. <laughs> uh, so Jung Daun, Wanho's uh, old ex. ex, claims on her Instagram that Wanho owes her thirty five thousand dollars USD. Yes, for back rent and for selling all of her stuff when they lived together. Do we want to give a little bit of history about their relationship? Or are you going to get into that later? As far as like Wanho was like. You know, he was a kid, oh, well, he got into trouble, yeah, yeah, yeah. he lived with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things that, like, Mombebe have always known about Wanho is that he mm-hmm. said a lot that, like, he had a troubled past. That he yeah. was, like, very poor and that things were hard for him and that he's changed a lot. He didn't mm-hmm. get into specifics because, like, he doesn't have to. Yeah. But he made bad decisions when he was a kid and at a certain point was not living at home. Right. Like, he moved out as a teenager because, like, his family was extremely poor and he was, like, a rough-and-tumble kid trying to make it on his own or whatever. So he lived with this girl and they were just being, like, bad teenage runaways, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says that, like, he never paid rent back then and he sold all her furniture and he owes her money. Starship, uh, like, denies this and says, like, we're going to sue her if she keeps saying Mm -hmm. this stuff. So she gets back on Instagram and is like, here are screenshots of a time I talked to Wanho's lawyer. So -hmm. it's just, like, screenshots where it literally says, hello, this is me, Wanho's lawyer. Like, what do you want? Yeah. I don't know. Are they real? Who knows? But also the conversation doesn't prove anything because— The the, lawyer's saying, I've never heard any of this Yeah, the lawyer does not admit— to owing her this money. So it's not like these screenshots contradicted the statement that Starship point put out, sure. which was that her statement was false and that they were not going to pay her a dime. Right. But then she's not done. So her and Han Sohee start posting about like, oh, you think you're going to stop us? Like, Hosoka, we know everything about you. Like, we know about how you went to juvie for aggravated stealing, like aggravated theft. burglary, aggravated theft. Or whatever, and, like, we're going to take you down. So this was, like, a bit of a, like, bad kerfuffle because, like, I don't know, people get very, uh, understandably, like, touchy about money and stuff. And, like, it seems like a very clear Mm -hmm. cut and dry sort of thing. Like, if he owes her money, he should pay her the money back. Like, okay. Sure. But then the juvie part, like, becomes a problem because there's no way to prove it, I guess, because they— Erase youth yeah. criminal records get erased because kids should get a chance to like right. be adults or whatever, right? Yes. If you're charged as a minor, both in this country and also in Korea, I assume, um, your criminal record, if you committed a crime after under 18, it gets expunged when you turn 18. So that means that it's sealed and closed and like nobody, no jobs are allowed to ask you about it in the future because it's something you did as a kid and you're not a felon. Like, it's not like you committed a, a conscious crime as an adult. You were under 18 and you made a mistake and now it's your chance to move on and Right. Change your life. So, of course, like, the Mombebe, because they, like, more or less knew this, and it's just mm-hmm. mostly getting confirmed for them, like, don't seem to mind that much. But then, of course, like, the general public is, like, criminals, and, you know, they yeah. put our idols on a pedestal, and they shouldn't ever be bad. Or whatever. 
Um, so I remember going to bed that night and thinking like, oh, what a bummer of a controversy right in the middle of a comeback. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think anything more of it because it was just like, I don't know, it just seemed really simple, cut and dry. Like mm -hmm. if people are fighting about money, then like, oh, they'll work it out in court. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. That part seemed very, it's a very minor controversy. Like, oh, we're going to take you down. You owe us money. And it's like, okay, well, I'm a very rich idol now. So fine. Here's your money. If it is in fact something that he owed her. And then the juvenile record thing, like you said, the Monbebe kind of already knew that Wanho had this troubled past. He never really hid that fact. So it's not like it's this brand new scandalous information they can't that it. utterly shocked. tarnishes. And the Monbebe like didn't really seem to care and were more seemed to be more concerned about preserving the well-being of Wanho than his reputation. They're like, oh, this doesn't change the way that we feel about him. We just hope that he's okay having his name dragged through the mud. Like, we don't want him to be hurting because of this news, because this news is not hurting us. Right. So the next day, October 30th, it seems like this this debt curve, this debt and juvie kerfuffle has made it to the main news. Um, and so Han So Hee and Jung Dao are like being really bitchy on Instagram and like calling themselves Bonnie and Clyde and like, you know, really pew 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 having a great time. And because of this, some guy DMs Jung Daun, like knowing that they are the arbiters of this drama, mm -hmm. and is like, hey, guess what? My wife has been cheating on me with Shonu, and I think you should tell everyone. So she sends <laughs> this dumb guy. <laughs> so she sends the like Sorry. these screenshots to Han So Hee, who, like, as the arbiter of all things drama, posted on her Instagram. Right, right, right. It got deleted very quickly, but it was out there. Mm -hmm. And I'll just pause and say that, like, I got to say, I'm really upset at how much further this drama went because I want to laugh forever about wife stealing show new. Like, I want that to be funny. Like, we made so, before any of this scandal came out and Monster X was on Ellen, you and I were joking so much about how, like, all the wives at Ellen are just going to throw their rings off and, like, lose their goddamn minds because Shonu has said publicly that his type is, like, a 40-year-old woman. Yeah, Samantha from like, Sex in the City, yes. he loves, like, <laughs> MILFs. And I love that about him because he is the hot pool boy that, yes. like, the MILF is showing off for. And I just, God, I want to laugh about it so bad. But, like, it got not funny. So I guess I'll Fine. just say it right here, right now. I wish that I could laugh about that. Um, Part of me always will, but yeah. I recognize that it got not funny. Yes, same. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming that, like, because now this has gotten... This is just an assumption, but because now that this has gotten so big that another member is being dragged in, mm -hmm. I think Wanho in his like infinite like self-flagellation like need mm -hmm. like he's just like a soft like must punish myself like he's, he's just very, one of those types. He's very um guilt-ridden. Yeah. Whether so, he deserves to be or not. Yeah. So he did that thing that I absolutely hate that happens in dramas. Mm -hmm. And he did the noble idiot thing and like set wrote a letter on Fan Cafe and was like, I'm leaving Monstex. Yes. He <sighs> didn't want to drag down the members and felt as though his past was the only reason that Shonu's name was now being thrown out into the mix. Um and so in order to preserve the group, he decided to take himself out of it, which nobody asked him to do. Exactly. Nobody asked him to leave. 
He just did it, and it felt really, really shocking. And mm. yeah, I, that because like I said, I went to bed being like weird rumors, and then like woke up to like Wano's not in Monstax anymore, and it just felt like what? Yeah. Because I could understand he's going to the military early. He's sitting out this comeback. Like, there are a million other things. Just go to the military, man. Like, just take a hiatus. By the time you come back, no one's going to care. Yeah. But he left. So it was like this big, huge blow to the whole like comeback that was happening. I was reading Twitter accounts that people that the fans were waiting outside to go into M Countdown and somebody walked out and was like, go home. Wow. Um and they had Kihun like re-record all of Wanho's lines like in between pre-record and actual recording for the music show that day. It's wild. So things for Monster X just continued like nothing had happened, like we've been over before happens when these weird. Yeah. Like when people drop out in the middle of a tour or whatever the case may be, it the, just the show must go, go on. on. Um whether you agree with that sentiment or not, it is the way it is. It is the way it is. <laughs> um, but the obviously the mom baby were very upset about this. They were you know, flooding the fan cafe. Mm -hmm. They were going out, they were going to Starship and they left like post-it notes like all over the building mm -hmm. begging Juan Ho to like, please come back to us. Um, Then it just to keep, just to keep it going on November 1st, Dispatch is like, we got all the tea. Like we met with these two bitches and they told us everything. Mm -hmm. Direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. Um, and I'm going to read this part because it's truly, it's truly too wild. And I can't believe that it's part of it and that it worked. I'm so shocked. So part of this dispatch report is that somebody who's going by the name Joe, who is literally currently sitting in the Seoul Detention Center for his role in the Burning Sun, whatever, like, this dude is in, in jail right now and was interviewed from jail and told dispatch that one time, Jung Daeun told him that, like, oh, you can borrow my fancy belt. Here's the key to my apartment. So he was in her apartment rifling in the closet, and then he heard her and Wanho come in, and he was like, oh, I'll just stay hiding in this closet. And then he heard and smelled them smoke weed, but they didn't know he was in the closet. So because of this testimony from jail closet guy, Wanho is like officially under investigation. And because of that, Starship can't like contract ended. Yeah. Now it doesn't matter that he removed himself. Like he's yeah. not an employee of Starship anymore because of this like extreme breach of contract by breaking the law and smoking weed six years ago or whatever it was. Right, because I, the statute of limitations for smoking weed or doing any drugs in Korea is quite long. Like seven or eight years or something? Yeah. Crazy. It may be different for different drugs, yeah. but it's, it's a long time. It's a long time. It's like super, super, super illegal there. So I feel like, I mean, you can be mad at them for whatever you want, but I think in this case, Starship's hands were kind of tied. Sure, yeah, because and they had take drug that drug stuff like really very, seriously. very seriously. We've seen several idols' careers be be ruined by it, whether they were 
specifically like doing an illicit drug, like smoking weed or something like Park Baum, who was just trying to take Adderall, I think. Yeah. Um, she like had a prescription but from it, it but it was, and, yeah, 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 you know, there's, it's just, it has affected several different idols in the past. And I think to their credit in some way, like Starship had been on both Wanho and Shonu's sides, like throughout the entire thing. Yeah. They immediately came out and said, no, we're pressing charges against the slander for the money thing. When the whole Shonu thing happened, they were like, Shonu, that relationship is over. And Shonu had no idea she was married. Um, like this doesn't matter. Him. We're behind him. We're behind our artists. Wanho has decided to leave, but we support him. It's his decision. Like nobody asked him to leave. And then at this point, it's like, okay, well, now he's broken the law and he is under investigation. We can't. There's there's kind of nothing they can yeah. do. So it's a, that that sucks. Mm-hmm. He's allegedly broken the law, I would like to yes, say. Because allegedly. I'm sorry, but you heard him smoking <laughs> weed? Like, what did you hear? An enormous bong? Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what did you hear? Did you hear him? Hey, grab that. Like, let's get hot. I don't know what... Smoking it's such is not a wild some, it's story. not an audible thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a wild story. It's such a wild and story. And why were you hiding in the closet? I don't understand. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so it seemed like on November 1st, like this was about it. Like it seemed like, okay, they got what they wanted or whatever. Like yeah. Bonho's for he real left, gone now. And now he really can't come back. And he's in trouble. But it wasn't over because on uh, November 3rd, a bunch of nudes, supposed show new nudes, got leaked on the internet. Um, I did not see them because I'm a good person and I did not go looking for them. There's like people say there's strong evidence that they're probably not real. But the pictures were of a naked person sleeping. So I like it's just like a violation all over the place because it's not like a mirror dick pic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not like he took the pictures and sent them to someone. Someone took the pictures, took pictures of, him of a sleeping when person. he was not aware of it. Right. Whoever that person may Whoever be. Whoever that person may be, whether it was him or not, it's not cool. Um, so his name was like trending all over and like it was like another thing. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, now I really can't laugh about the wife thing. I know. God damn it. It's not fair. Um, so, want, like, yeah, it just... I just want him to have all the milfs that he wants. I know. He deserves <laughs> them. Sorry. I at least... I feel like at least the slightest of silver linings is that, like, the vast majority of people, like, were like, oh, he's he's a victim in this. Mm. Um, especially, people are not getting angry at Shonu because of it. No, I think more people are more... If whoever put these out, like, if their intention was to make him look bad, I feel like they failed because mm. they've made him look like Sympathetic. a victim. Yeah. Um, and especially because there's all—because of so much of the horrible shit that happened this year was around, like, hidden cameras and mm-hmm. revenge porn and that. Like, it fell into yeah. all of those categories that whoever was trying to, like, make him look bad mm-hmm. really failed. failed. Um but unfortunately, you know, like his name was out there and these pictures are out there and like, yeah, it doesn't matter if they're real or not. And yeah, whether terrible. they're real or not, that's a horrible experience to go through. So that's like where the saga stands now. But I guess as like a transition to Rose part, like the one part of this that is like legitimately incredible and like very admirable is like how organized and serious the Monbebe are about yeah. this. Like... Nobody is taking this lying down. Mm-hmm. There has been like a 
cons- like a concerted, is that the right word? Yeah, concerted and consistent effort to show their support. Yeah, they they have mm-hmm. like a whole system where like every day at like whatever hour they change what hashtags they start using in their Twitters. And they've kept Wanho in the like one through four spot of Twitter trending hashtags for a solid week. Wow. And they've bought Times Square billboards and like money and time and articles and so much stuff is like getting mm-hmm. spent because like I feel like the Mombebe have like finally been pushed and th- all of us K-pop fans have been pushed for years to this like Absolutely. limit of like we're not gonna take this like slander shit anymore mm-hmm. like we like our idols because they sing and dance good and like we don't care yeah. about they their don't, sex lives or what they did when they were teenagers yeah. or like we care about redemption and like I think it's important that it, it's important we say this all the time but to remember that our idols are human beings and although we call they are called idols because the initial idea was for them to be the ideal and to be up on that pedestal but the reality is that nobody is an ideal nobody is perfect nobody's perfect yeah and to constantly be holding people to this absurd and impossible standard is bad for people's mental health it's bad for us as our as an audience to like constantly be comparing ourselves to these impossible standards and then for them as well like you make one mistake and your entire career is over is just depending on the mistake ludicrous yeah you know so it's it is really it was really beautiful to see mon bebe like continue to be a really great and inspiring fandom. I think we've mentioned this before that they're always so like positive and kind and supportive. Um, and like, we always love the like Mon Carrot yeah. friendship and stuff. Um, and Mon Bebe stayed true to their form. They love their boys and they're here to support them. And that was really nice. Yeah. So, I mean, no matter how this all ends up shaking out, mm-hmm. I just wanted to like say a sincere, like way to go um, for everybody, like keeping up their positivity and like continuing to fight for their idol. Like mm-hmm. the horrible cynical part of me, like really doesn't think in this, I I don't know if we'll get anything in this case, but maybe it will, it will spur a change or show some like, and maybe the next time this happens, yeah. it won't go so badly. I don't know. Um, I just hope that everybody like can stay strong and like get through that initial yucky hiccup that always happens after like losing a member where mm-hmm. like there's a very, very good chance that like we will never hear Monster X talk about him again. And like right. that's gonna be like that's hard to deal with. That like um, a missing member means like that chapter is closed. They're gone yeah. now. And like that's hard. And and then like the fans who like maybe liked him best, like maybe they will have a hard time liking Numa and like that's okay. And I don't know. It's all just gonna I hate when this stuff happens and it's a process. So I'm just saying like, I'm here for all of you. Like, I know that it's no fun. Like I've unfortunately had to do this before and like, yeah, I don't like it. Nobody likes it. Um, But I hope (sighs) that any mom baby out there feel a sincere pride and sense of comfort in the fact that the outpouring of love and support 100% brightened Monster X's day. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like we were saying earlier about putting kindness out 
for anyone that you feel that kindness toward. Like it's gonna make a maybe it won't make a huge historical difference. Maybe it won't bring Wan Ho back, but it 100% at the end of the day, when they read that nice comment or noticed that petition or saw that hashtag, or whatever, they're like, people still are supporting us yeah. and that is very comforting. Um, so you're you're showing up for your boys and they see you and we see you. Yeah, they really do. So I'm so sorry that this comeback got tainted so horribly. But the <sighs> album really still slaps. Yeah. And that's what sucks because it's like I was so was ready great, to just like, yeah. yes, enjoy this comeback. Yeah, but it's, eh. Okay, so... I got it. That's that segment out. So now it's Rose time. Now we're going to talk about things that happened in October and early November because we got to get it out. Yeah. That made us happy. <laughs> yes. And some of these things are just our own personal, like, we really loved this in October. We really loved this in early November. And some of these roses come from you guys. And yeah. you sent them in um, as a response to uh, a little story that, that Shannon put story, out a yeah. couple weeks ago. Um, and told us what was keeping you happy. Yeah, so I just have a little scratchy list here. We can just run down them. Okay. Um, so I wrote that the Super Junior comeback was fun. Yes, it was. we recorded our Super Junior episode, it wasn't even going to come out. And it did get pushed a little bit. Um, but it happened, and it was fun. Yes. And the song was good. And, like, it was good. Yeah, both songs were good. Um, they did... Super clap and also I called it dance with me, but shall that's we not dance? The, shall we dance? But that's not the name of the song, is oh, it? Oh, I need a. I think I need. I think I. I think I. I think I, think I, I need a girl. girl. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I, I think yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. So I think I and super clap, both great songs. They did very brief music show performances yeah, as those sort men. of like veteran <laughs> they're old men <laughs> those veteran groups do um but it was great uh both stages are fun there was and a good uh, after mom falls asleep and a good knowing mm-hmm. brothers so some good yeah. super junior variety it's always good for a laugh um the next thing i had on my list i feel like i will just defer to you because my stake in it is a small one corner of it <laughs> but wavy Yes. Made their like official Korean like Korean music show debut full yeah. album Wavy. Mm-hmm. Well, so they came out with a it's a technically a second EP. Okay. Um, but it uh, but it is the first, so their first EP, which had their debut song Take Off, also included two covers of original NCT songs, Regular and Comeback. And this album, which is the same length, it's six songs, but this album is entirely original wavy songs, meaning that that none of these songs are sung by any other NCT subunits because Wavy is really in like a fantastic way kind of cemented themselves as yes they like are part of the NCT universe but they are like a different and entirely like they are a very well conceived in yeah, unit yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is in many ways separate uh, from NCT, both physically <laughs> and aesthetically as well. Like they have a different sound to them mm-hmm. um, than NCT does. And so they came out with their second album, uh, which is called Moon. Well, hold on. Go ahead. 
And I was wrong. Okay, it's called Take Over the Moon. Um, and the so their second EP is called Take Over the Moon. And it is, uh, the lead single is called Moonwalk. They have a great music video for it. I was so excited when it came out. Um, and that song, Moonwalk, which is sung in Mandarin because all of their songs are, they were able to make a debut on the Korean music shows. So they they never performed Take Off uh, on any Kore- Korean music shows. And they did do Moon walk on a music bank I believe and maybe the show they did a couple of different stages um the choreography is amazing of course um they sing it in Mandarin they don't do a Korean version which I appreciated because all of Wavy is ethnically Chinese um so I appreciate that they like didn't yeah that they got to like stay yeah they like they stayed wavy and they did their korean shows and they rocked it um and the album is so good it's so good it's so good (laughs) it's so good i really liked the first one but it had like some i don't like the song regular and i takeoff has is fine i like takeoff i don't change it when it comes on but it has like that like noise break in the middle and moonwalk does too but it's like turn it's like you know where if takeoff was taking it to 11 then moonwalk turns it takes it to maybe like an eight Sure. So it's not as bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it like flows better. Um, but the album itself is fantastic. It's like melodic and it has R and B and it's like very sexy and also very cute and fun and emotional. It's like it has literally everything. I love my wavy baby so much. Aww. And then they ruined my life. And yeah. They made their slutty debut and English I, slutty English debut ah man 2019 I feel like we've gotten some really quality slutty English between like Lay yes. and Monster X and Wavy and like, now Wavy woo. if you guys have we tweeted about it but if you guys haven't already watched the Love Talk music video um so Love Talk is a b-side on this uh Take Over the Moon EP and then they set after releasing the Moonwalk music video and going on their their music shows they put out a second music video for love talk but this time it's an english version um and it's fantastic the entire song is about falling for someone hot that doesn't speak your language and just letting your body talk instead yes um and it's fucking great it's really it's fucking great there's no some english in it none at all some it's definitely written by someone who I was thinking at first because I was like, oh my God, like all of this English makes sense. None of it is gibberish. Maybe they really got a native speaker to write it. And I don't think they did um, because there's just like some things about the like something about the syncopation in it. Like there's one where where Lucas is like, I think you are into me. And like the way that they don't use contractions right. is is definitely mm-hmm. like a second language thing. But um, it's great. It's so good. It's very good. It's so good. Yeah. And the music video is not as raunchy as as the song. The Cheeky music shoulders. video. Yes. Cheeky shoulders. When only. the teaser you said and Helka sent me the teaser um the night before it came out. And in the teaser, it was just like they were all very clearly shirtless, but they're in like a smoky room mm-hmm. and the camera is only from like the shoulders up and it's like yeah. otherwise fuzzy all the way around them. And you were like, Oh no, shirtless. And I was like, I will laugh so hard if the video is only these cheeky shoulders and 
it was. It was. It's just the cheeky shoulders. There's no more to it. it I mean, there's other scenes in the the music video. But it reminded, I sent you the gif, it reminds me of the Michael Jackson black or white video where the people are turning into other people because it's Mm -hmm. just them from like the the shoulders shoulders up. Um, And there are like other scenes where they're fully clothed and like walking around (laughs) and like driving cars and looking fucking stunning. Um, But the music video doesn't like the... The lyrics are quite explicit, but the music video is is not, which I appreciated. Jenna called it a classy fuck jam, ah, um, yes. which is my new favorite genre. Um, mm-hmm. And they did it phenomenally. Phenomenally. I'm yeah. so proud of my slutty children. It's really great. <laughs> it's I love really them great. so much. Yeah, my my only investment in this way we come back so far is that Lucas has an Instagram now. Yeah. And like several yes. nights the past couple of weeks, I have like gone to bed very, very late because Lucas gets on Instagram live and I just have to watch it. I bet you that it was Kai and Timin who who put that bug in his ear. Probably. Like he came back from Super M and was like, Oh, I, I love Instagram. doing an Instagram live. I love Instagram. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's he's the cutest. Thanks, Kai. So that's a good rose. <laughs> Um, the my, next, my biggest, smelliest rose. I love it so much. Great. Um, the next thing on my list came from a listener, but it also like definitely warmed my heart. But I apologize apologize if I get any of the details wrong because I'm not in this fandom, but I think I have the details. So um, as you may or may not know, a couple of months ago, member Mina from Twice said that she would not be coming on the world tour, like, because she's having, like, severe anxiety issues mm. and just, like, can't do it right now. And everybody was very proud of JYP for letting her not do it and, like, yeah. cool, good for me to take some time. Um, so she hadn't been seen with the group in a while. She's in the Feel Special music video, and it's kind of about her, but she didn't promote. But uh, at their, like, Halloween-themed fan meet in early October where Twice twice goes all out on Halloween. Yeah, they and, really like, do. really wears costumes. So when they did their, like, Halloween fan meet, Mina came out and she performed two songs with them. She didn't stay to do the, like, Q&A game part. She, like, went home. But it was, like, very special for the onces to get to, like, see her. And, like, she looked well and she was, like, with her group. Aww. Little baby steps. And, like, yeah. I just think that's very nice. That is very nice. It's nice to see a company, a group, and a fandom supporting an idol who's being very upfront about the stress that that kind of career can put on you because we've talked about this a lot but like it's not for everyone and even the people who love it and like want that want to do that for their lives like I think it's so important to take time for your own mental health and so bravo to JYP to the onces to twice and to Mina um, for for doing it and doing it publicly and maybe hopefully setting more of a precedent for those kinds of things to continue to happen in the future as needed you know absolutely and on that same topic another thing that listeners mentioned a couple times as a bright spot of their October was all of the Halloween festivities Mm -hmm. um the sm halloween party did not happen this year for obvious reasons but many many groups did uh halloween costume special dance practices and halloween costume special stages i saw so many wild like music show stages where people were in like full bloody vampire outfits or like whatever like people seemed to do the halloween this year and a lot of you said that that was like a bright spot was getting to see people have halloween fun so that's great um, the next thing on my list is, is titled military discharges and other handsome soldiers. Uh, because I think that was a big part of my month is, um, we got GD, G, G dragon is back. 
Yay! Jin Dragon is out of the military. And as of yesterday, we'll cut into November, Taehyung and Daesung are out of the military. So now all of Big Bang is out of the military. Yes, I said all. We don't count that other guy. They're all back. (laughs) Hooray! Hooray! My baby top's no longer alone. Yes, and he's been really wild. He's so funny on Instagram. Ooh, here's a call. That will be my my wreck later. Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it later. I'll I'll that's what uh, another rose of mine. Okay, great. Um, and on the other the other handsome soldiers that's part of this sentence is like I feel like I've been getting really good, really good content from my enlisted boys lately. Yes. Uh, Changmin posted a beautiful picture of him and Mino the other day, and it was like the caption was like truly manly. And I was like, <laughs> Get out of here. And Changmin has a terrible half mustache, Ugh, but Mino looked amazing in like a black turtleneck. Amazing. And a little cap. And oh. he just looked so, and he was smiling, and he looked so happy. I swear our shiny boys are just more beautiful yes. in the army. Because on that same day, Key yes. posted a picture of himself, like, in the flowers Literally and his skin. It's field of it's wild like the sun. flowers. Oh, my God. Glowing. Uh. Glowing. King of perfect skin. That Kim Kibum. Min Sok did something. Exo, Exo, uh, Exo Schumann. I was like, what is this? <laughs> It's been too long. See, if EXO gets out of, if they get out of my face, I like forget about them. They drift into the recesses of my mind. But I saw pictures of him. He's doing a musical right now. And like, he looks great. The military just looks good on people. Probably because it's relaxing in comparison. (laughs) Probably. Probably. Um, But yeah, so our military boys are looking great and coming out of the military, which is just fantastic. It's great. And it just like reminds me that like, it's not so bad. And that like time passes. Cause I feel like big bang went into the middle, like that they just went and they're out already. And like Mm -hmm. Onu is half done. And like the time, the time goes by and then they come back and like, it's okay. Um, So that was a good rose. Um, This next one was on my list because I included it in the Insta story, but I don't know how much you really consider it a positive, but I wrote Lowy Studios, like, or whatever it is that Chanyol is doing. Yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's not, it's, I only say that in the sense that it's not something I'm, like, actively excited and looking forward to, only because I they have not like put out any music. So it's not like I'm, I have like a music video to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is exciting in the sense. So Chanyol has teamed up with a rapper whose name I don't know, um, but they know each other through SM. I don't think he's an SM artist, but he worked with SM as like a songwriter and maybe like a trainer, some kind of trainer. Cause after, um, EXO hit it big with Growl. Um, at this guy who's, like I said, I don't know his name. Um, he, I guess, had been like a trainer or a songwriter for SM. And so Chanyol had reached out to him, asking him to help him with his rapping because EXO was getting big. Um, so that's how they initially began whatever their professional relationship is um or was at the time but so this week i guess in the past week or so um they've started an instagram it's called studio nng and they use like the hangul letters oh that um <laughs> yes but they and the logo is like them fitting together in like a little tetris tetris shape mm-hmm. um and at first when they put out their like at first they put out a thing that was like 
you know, it was like 10 days, nine days, first video in eight days, seven, six, whatever. And the first thing that they put out was like a sort of intro video, which did kind of seem like a music video. Maybe it is a full song, actually, now that I think about it. But it's like really wild and it has like crazy there was like animations. A CGI, there's like, like there's like spaceships hero. and Asian, like aliens and I, I don't fucking know what it was. It was it was a lot. Um very high high budget and production value, I suppose. Um and then they put out their first video, which is like a six minute little documentary. That basically is just explaining, so Chanyol and this guy, like, bought a warehouse space and have been taking their own time and money in investing into turning it into a studio. So the first episode of this show is just them, like, literally picking out paint colors and furniture um, and, like, <laughs> talking about how they how they met each other. Um, so we don't really know what is going to come out of Studio in NG. Um, we know that he is using Loey as his, like— tag for mm-hmm. it which is always trouble because um, is the bad chanyol <laughs> yeah Loie is his is his, his fuckboy fuck persona yeah um because i was gonna say his slutty persona but i like my slutty i like my slutty boys i don't like my fuck boys right ah chanyol you make me so mad <laughs> but this isn't making me mad this is an interesting like fun thing it's exciting to see him i don't know like doing what making he wants moves, to do making and, money moves like a big boy businessman yeah because i was happy to see that it was actually just like oh i'm making a studio this is me making music because when you originally mm-hmm. just sent me the teaser and we didn't know what it was for and it seemed so expensive i think my response was like i'm constantly baffled at what he chooses to spend his money on yes because he seems to spend money like ridiculously and on things that seem frivolous and dumb like his ugly car or his Iron Man suit Mm -hmm. so I thought like what even is this but like to know that like he bought property and is trying to make like music business moves like Mm -hmm. okay good for you yeah and it's it's exciting too because he's always been an idol who he plays so many instruments and he like is very interested in composing and producing music and he has like a sound cloud that he's been keeping up for a long time he collaborates on his own with like a lot of different artists and doesn't put out the music like he doesn't release it through sm he doesn't sound clouds yeah he he just sound clouds it he doesn't like make money off of it or put it together in any kind of album and so especially after xosc where he and sehun got to put got like such a seat and you know they got a chance to be in the driver's seat when it came to making their own music the fact that he is taking the initiative to make his own studio i think i'm like very proud of him very happy and excited for him to do whatever he's gonna do that's very nice just seems like another reason you know one more thing to put off the army but it's fine it's fine Seems on like that, that's what all of EXO's on doing. On that deep sigh EXO <laughs> note, I'm just going to say right now that, like, we are currently in this moment, like, now getting teasers for whatever this fucking EXO comeback later this month is going to be. Obsession. Obsession. I just want to, like. Obsession. <laughs> <laughs> Do the young people even remember those commercials? I doubt it. Obsession. Um... <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking care. I just, like, every time that there is one of these, like, EXO teaser puzzle, what I can't even explain how little I fucking care about that stuff. Oh, I don't care. And I... <laughs> the EXO of it all. The EXO of it all. And this time, it's like there's an anti-EXO. Yeah. And I and their slogan don't care. Is, their slogan is, 
are we one? <laughs> because but I hate the styling. The trailer they put up this morning of Kai with those spooky. It's too scary. I don't want it. Suho does look like an evil fairy from Midsummer Night's Dream <laughs> or like Fantasia or something. He has like red hair. And in the teaser, he's wearing like a red leather jacket and no shirt. It's like just abs. And then as it like, he's like literally like on a plate, like spinning or something. Mm-hmm. And it just like focuses on his abs. And then it comes up to his face and he like arches his eyebrow evilly or whatever. And he just looks like a, he looks like a little cartoon. I don't know what to tell you. Like Exo's so overdramatic and I'll be a bitter XOL until the end. Oh, um, me too. And I'm going to watch every But I'm going to love it. Yeah, you know I'm going gonna, to love it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if they're going to, if they, they, they can get me to engage in this yeah. stuff, they're wrong. If you think you can get me to follow your dark XO Instagram, you are You're incorrect. Because I'm not going to do it. I'm not on board, but yeah. whatever. It's also, fine. I'm upset fine. that they put Chanyeol in those scary mismatching co- contact lenses. I don't like them. Everybody else looked hot and like had their abs out and he looked scary. Ugh, I can't find it now, but I swear to God, I saw pictures of Kai today that like upset me. He looks scary. Oh, I didn't see. I've only seen the teaser. But basically, if you haven't seen it, I'll just, while you're looking for this, I'll explain. Like, what the fuck is that? That's not attractive or fun or cute. He looks terrifying. Yeah, I hate it when they do the, um, I hate it when they do the the bloody thing. They did that for Monster 2. Yeah, that is very scary. I got this fucking communist flag that they've decided to wave. Yeah, they're the like the the logo this time is like two weird flags. These, it's these it's these contacts. Chanyeol's wearing them too. These scary Monster white contacts. eyes, zombie contacts. And I I'm I don't care that your abs are out. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. But I guess this, this is supposed to be roses. So um, oh yeah, sorry. EXO's coming back. There's the rose. You know what? Our EXO bi- coming back is bitter. a thorny rose. It is. Okay? It always it's is. All, it always is. It always is. Let the exhaustion begin. Cheers. Um, speaking of some EXOs, I'll keep this rolling on topic again. Another thing <laughs> that I enjoyed this month is a continuation of Super M content. Yes. Um, they put out like a little mini reality show about their like trip to L.A., that's pretty fun and cute. It's what like is it called? Super M the Beginning. Okay. And the episodes I've watched so far are literally mostly just them choosing bedrooms. Yeah, and the, like, that's all I've that seen they stay. But it's very As cute. Well. Um, but another Super M thing that I think is wonderful is they made the new Korean Air safety video. Yes. With Boa. Bo and Bo is the um, narration voice on the reality show as well. So I wonder oh, what the deal with that is. But, interesting. Um, yeah. I bet you that that was just SM thinking if we're going to put out, you know, this, like, why not grab Bo in there? She's our OG, right? Like, right. she's the. The and queen. She has a nice narrating and she has a voice. great, yeah, great speaking voice. Um, but yeah, they're in the safety video. There's like a whole song that is the safety video song now. You can buy it and the proceeds go to charity. And they made Super M planes, yeah. Korean airplanes that have their faces on the side of them. They're enormous. Yes. It's crazy. Because those planes are so big. I'd never been on like an international flight before I took my first Korean air flight to 
Korea on my honeymoon and it was one of the two story planes Mm -hmm. and I'd never seen a plane that big in my like it's so wild to be next to a plane that is that big like what do you mean this is gonna go in the sky and then to be next to a plane that is yeah that is literally (laughs) the size of a building and that that building has your face on it the videos of them walking out to the plane and like seeing it for the first time is amazing yeah. it's really it's really fantastic luke lucas's little face yes he i just can't stop he thinking just couldn't about, believe it i think like now that we're like fully in the super m of it all now like i think that's honestly my favorite part of it is like seeing how how different it is for the young kids mm-hmm. um not to say that it doesn't mean anything to Tamin to see his face on a plane i'm just saying like he has had this level of like fame and cool shit happening yeah. to him for so long. But like to think about someone like Lucas, like mm-hmm. you're on a plane, bro. Like you're part of this big yeah. thing. Like it's just very cute and cool. In my first thought when, because they like, after they sort of initially like the initial shock wears off a little <laughs> bit, like each one of them, they're like taking pictures and like videos of it. Like, wow, it's myself on the foot fo- on this plane. And I just kept thinking like, he's probably sending that to his mom. Like, look, mom, I'm on a plane. And it just, yeah. Really warms oh. my heart. I'm just so proud of, just so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. Um, and like, I guess on that note, like, well, there's nothing to talk about yet. But one of the things that several people sent us as their roses is that people acquired Super M and 17 tickets this month, mm-hmm. which we also did. So that's yes, pretty we did. great. We're all looking forward to that. Yes. Um. Okay. The last two things on my list of roses are early November roses, but that's fine because we gotta we gotta get caught up before the news. Because we're in up November now. Um. But God Seven is back. And my word, are they back? Oh, girl. Oh, my God. So their new single is called When You Call My Name. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting. It is, like, the song itself was not what I was expecting at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It has that similar funky bass line that was happening a lot last year, that, like, sick, just great bass line. And the song itself is, like, very um, stark until Mm -hmm. the second chorus and then the second chorus these like full-on disco drums come in and like it gets really fun but it's just like a very falsetto-y song Mm -hmm. it's sexy and groovy and builds perfectly Mm -hmm. and the choreography is incredible it's in the music video is beautiful the choreography and the stage performances have really blown me away um they're doing great yeah they're doing so great stuff right now big beautiful rose for god seven like yeah like they did i was i was listening to some old episodes from around this time last year where like the the cube kerfuffle of it all had been Mm -hmm. really bad and i specifically said in one of those episodes like thank god for god seven they seem to always come back like right when i need the distraction last year they came out with lullaby which was perfect pastel boyfriends and they made a spanish version which like touched my heart in a million ways and then now they came out with this song and it's so fun and it's like the choreography is artistic and strange in like a very interesting way but then it also has that one little hip move yes where they just really this little 
hip wiggle, which is goofy. It is a silly move, but they but pull it, it off and it's like, it makes me giggle and also blush at yes. the same time. And I just, I think that's a perfect description of God seven. Yes, that really is. That's good. I like that. <laughs> um, and my last rose is such a big one. It's such a big one. I like haven't really thought about or done anything else mm-hmm. in the last week, but Hugh Don is back. All the way back. Um, If you didn't watch it, you can go to our YouTube channel now. I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning last (laughs) Tuesday to watch Hyuna and Dawn. By the way, we really got to drill this into people. E. Dawn's name is just Dawn now. Uh And if you write on his Instagram... Like, oh, Edon, I love you. Sai himself will respond and say his name is Don yeah. now. It's like been happening every day. It's really wild, but his name is Don now. Just we're all going to get used to it. Rising Dawn, you guys. <laughs> Rising Dawn. Uh, but they put out simultaneous comebacks at the same time. True Gemini couple energy. I got up really early to film a reaction video. That's on our YouTube if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hyuna's... Uh, like read I want to call it a re-debut because like mm-hmm. she's been a solo artist forever but like this is like a true rebirth you know yeah absolutely um the single is called flower shower mm-hmm. um and something that I feel like has been polarizing but I think is absolutely wonderful is that like the song itself is like fun like more fun feminine cutesy than it is like hot sexy Hyanna. yeah which i think some people are like not sure what to do with mm-hmm. <laughs> but like this is exactly this is exactly the comeback she wanted yeah she's been working on it since january and the song itself is a little bit cheesy because she said she wanted it to feel like a Disney. She wanted to feel like a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Like that was her intention. And the lyrics of the song are like flowers, like just metaphors about like you have to take care of flowers. Like mm-hmm. they need water and sunshine and like joy. But also flowers don't last forever. Like they will wilt and die. But like you love them while they're beautiful and like whatever. Because Hyanna is a, is a flower like rising from the frozen ground of like the troubles <laughs> um but i love it i think it's really fun um i think it's fun too the choreography is amazing she has like a thousand backup dancers <laughs> on there with her and one of them is so hot period <laughs> yeah, that's all there is to I say i just i uh he keeps distracting you me. texted me the other day like sorry to this yana but that <laughs> that backup dancer is too hot i can't pay attention because he, he's always in the front yeah and he should be in the front because he's beautiful mm-hmm. and he has like a lip piercing right in the middle and lots of tattoos and he wears his like shaggy hair like right in his face and he there's like one performance where he's wearing like a butt they're all wearing like white button-ups but underneath his button up and I don't think it's an actual tattoo but he has like hearts. I think it's real the oh big, really the big, the big heart, heart on his chest I think it's real oh because I thought I saw him in a different shirt and it didn't look oh, like it okay. was there um but maybe it is um but anyway he just had these like huge hearts on his chest and I was just like that one who that that one yes <laughs> yeah he's good it's good yeah um she has very grown men dancers and they're all Beautiful. And they're all good. And just a reminder, the dancers that Hyuna and Hyojong use are called, they're from a company called Star System. Mm-hmm. And they were Hyuna's dancers when she was at Cube. And they all oh. came with, like, they all continue to work with her, which is very nice. I think that says a lot about what kind of artist she is to work with. I agree. Um, and on the flip side of that, 
Sweet Donnie made his actual, actual solo debut mm-hmm. with a song called Money. Um, and in his true artsy Hyojong fashion, like the music video is very, very artsy. The dance performance is very, very artsy. And the song itself is like a monologue that's supposed to be from the perspective of like a young person that's trying to figure out like how to exist in a capitalist society. Mm. Like if money doesn't bring, one of the lines is if money doesn't bring you happiness, then how are we supposed to live? Or like, I'd rather be, I'd rather be like a rich asshole than a cheapskate or like what is trying to figure out what money means. But then at the end, there's like an actual like full dropout of the music. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back with, I don't need you. So like, I think that's like the revelation at the end is that like money won't make you happy and it isn't a good thing to pursue Mm -hmm. and whatever. But he's trying to make a message. Um, And in the video itself at that moment, there is like a rain. He's like not beat up anymore. And there's like petal rain, a flower shower, if you will. Yeah. They're so funny. They're so funny because they had their like comeback, like their joint comeback showcase. And they kept insisting when people asked them questions, they were like, we don't work together. We're separate. But we're debuting together. Love and work is different. And our songs don't have anything to do with each other. We're never going to make songs together. But like, it's a lie. Like they're full of it. But they're trying to pretend that they're like not completely attached at the hip. Um... But one of more, I mean, there's so there's just so much great content. I'm just like living. Um, Hyojong also, or sorry, I'll start. I will stop doing that fangirl thing. Don put out a he has like a documentary show now as well mm-hmm. on his YouTube channel, and the first episode like legitimately made me cry a lot. Um, it's the polar opposite of of Hyuna's reality show. Mm-hmm. It's like very well edited and it's like very dramatic feels like the wrong word, but it's like intentional mm-hmm. and it's like storytelling. Um and he's it's just not dramatic, a sad boy. But it is serious. Yes, it's serious. It's serious. And him talking about like his passion for dance and like what it felt like to lose everything last year and like the deep emptiness that he feels and like the mm-hmm. joy that music gives him or whatever. But like, oh, he's just the softest soft boy. And I just like want to hold him and like he makes me so uh, but I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. Uh, he his song went to seventy five on the melon on the first night, which is higher than like any Pentagon song has ever done. So like he's doing it even on Shine? his own. Shine might have gotten to like it didn't get that like it even didn't get that high. I don't mm-hmm. think. But anyway, point is he's doing good. Um, and the best part, this is like an early wreck. It's not my actual wreck, but also I really think everybody needs to watch it. Uh, they went on Knowing Brothers as a couple this weekend. Breaking boundaries, making history. Heroes. Uh, they went on uh, Knowing Brothers as a couple and said, This is the first and last time we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Ask us literally anything you want. And they told their whole love story, and it's fucking beautiful. It's so, and it's like fan fiction. It's like literal, actual fan fiction that, like, she was in love with him from the moment that she met him, but didn't want to say anything because, like, she just couldn't and, like, his career and she was trying, like, it's wild. And did I go back yesterday and watch a bunch of Roll Deep stages knowing that she was fully in love with him and he didn't know it yet and cry about it? Yes, yes, I (laughs) did do that. (laughs) 
But it's really great and it's really good. And my favorite part of their Knowing Brothers appearance is that after it aired, his name was trending on Naver and all of the netizens were like, oh my God, he's actually like very good looking and sweet. And like all the pictures, I thought he seemed like a no good Nick druggy because of mm, his like yeah, fashion his, like, makeup. Yeah. But they were like, he's all, he's so charming and sweet. And I like... He's getting new fans. Like, he's getting Yay. his chance. And I'm just really proud of him. Good for good for them both. Good for them both. Like, mm-hmm. they're true revolutionaries, and they seem happier than I've ever seen them. Like, there's a mm-hmm. true weight lifted off of their shoulders, and, like, they can just be now. And I'm yeah. really proud of them. And it's really exciting. Yeah. And thank you to Sai for giving them this opportunity and this platform to be the artists that they wanted to be. Yes. Yes. So those are our roses. Yeah. That we and we have to look at and tend to and appreciate our roses because sometimes this K-pop journey will have dips and sadnesses and angers sure. and whatever. So, you know, I think whenever these big moments where we like lose somebody, whether it be permanently or from a group or whatever. I think it all just reminds us that, like, we have to appreciate the good times when we have them, you know? Like, yeah, just really love the things you love. You never know where you're going to be a year from now, whether that be a positive thing or a negative thing. So take a moment to be present in the positivity that does exist. It does exist. It does exist. And on that positive note, we will be right back with our random game. All right, we're back. And the random number generator seemed to be like, you're talking about good things and scandals today. So, like, how about I give you Here's some of... Here's a big fat thorn. Here's some more. Um, so, the group that we got, I feel like some of our listeners will probably know about this, considering how many, like, ARMY we definitely have. But the group is a girl, a former girl group called Glam. Mm-hmm. And Glam was from Big Hit Entertainment, BTS's uh, company. Yes. Um, and all of the those fans know that like Beach, that uh, Big Hit doesn't do girl groups anymore. And this might be one of the reasons. Mm. Um, so Glam debuted in 2012. They had five members, Trinity, Gion, Zinni, Dahi, and Miso. Um, they just seemed to be like, this was before BTS was huge. So like Big Hit was a very tiny company. Mm-hmm. They were just doing that tiny company girl group thing. Yeah. They had a song go to 37. That was like the highest they ever charted. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just doing their thing. Mostly put out some singles. Doesn't seem like they even have a full album. No, but the reason that anybody knows who this group is is because of a huge scandal that happened in 2014 that one of the members was involved in. Mm-hmm. So there was this actor named Lee uh, Lee Byung Hyun, and I remember I remember like watching this on the on the Periphery. outskirts. So it was in the news, but like he said that two women were trying to blackmail him with like a tape. Um, that they had a tape of him, like, talking dirty or, like, saying yucky things or something. And he's, like, married with kids actor or something. Oh, dear. Um, and then it was revealed that the two women that were trying to blackmail him was member Dahi from this group and a model named Lee Jian. Mm. Um, 
they got charged for blackmail and were supposed to go to jail for yeah. two for a year. Um, and then the actor himself requested the judge change it to two years probation. Um, but this court case like fully ended. Yeah, the group <laughs> ended ended glam, uh, who had previously they debuted as a five member group, and before this scandal happened, they'd lost a member, and then after this scandal, it was just that was it. They're done. Yeah, so there's not much else to say, but, like, that was... That was Wikipedia page is, like, four sentences long. Yeah. So their most popular music video is from six years ago, and the song is called I Like That. So let's check it out. Okay, we have four members already in this video. Okay, they're in like a big white room and there's a chef giving them steak. Their wardrobe is very interesting. It's very masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's just straight up b-boy breakdancing. Okay, there's like multiples of all the girls. Wow. Oh, interesting. So it's a dance break. Got a lot of footwork. And literal break dancing. Yeah, one, one of, of these, these girls is like an actual break dancer and she's is very literally good. spinning on her head. Ooh, this is like Frankenstein K pop to the max. Yeah. And that dance move is very silly. What? Okay, now they're wearing, like, nerd glasses and baby doll dresses. But their main aesthetic for this video is, like, hip-hop fashion. One of them has a fur hat on. (laughs) And huge chains. There's also, like, a motif where they're in, like, frames. Okay, now it says glam the horror. And they're in TV. And they have guns? Why are you sh- okay? Grenades? Okay, so we've got like weapons and spray paint and beer. What? So much is happening here and there's like Simpsons things and like Batman. They're trying to put one of the girls in an ambulance, but she's crazy. I think she's supposed to be really drunk. Oh. The camera was just doing one of those weird, like, shaky things, like, on TikTok, like, Mm -hmm. where the, like, frame speed is weird. Yeah, I feel like I can't, I just can't get a grasp on this. But I also feel like the two, I can't get a grasp on the aesthetics of it and, like, what this is supposed to be about visually. But I kind of like the song. Yeah, it's not a bad song. It's just like it's that it's that K-pop thing of being like four songs yes. that like don't really go together. But the vocalists are clearly very good singers. Yeah, one of the, one of the girls has like a a, a rasp. I like a nice rasp. Mm-hmm. One of them has like a voice that I like. I like that. Huh. Oh, whoa. 
okay, and then it ended so abruptly. Wow. That felt crazy. That was a lot of things all at once. So that was glam. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I feel like I heard a rumor recently that like Big Hit might be looking at like girls again because now they have like a real big building and are like a real. Oh, yeah. Like a real, like a real company, quote unquote. <laughs> like they're one of the biggest companies or whatever. But well, I don't think so. Maybe they are still just doing boys. I don't know. I always see posters for them in in bathrooms in Koreatown. Yes, searching that's for very boys, true. twelve to eighteen. That's very true. Yeah, boys only. Boys yeah, only. Boys okay, only. so yeah, they still haven't given that up. But yeah, that was glam. Well, All right. All right. It's weekly recommendation time. Um, I'll go first. This was a thing that was one of my roses, but I saved it for a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And that is that my, my 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 vocal favorite, my ballad queen, my lovely, my Taeon put out another massive album. Mm-hmm. Whenever she puts out full albums, she puts out albums. And they have like 18 goddamn tracks on them. Um, but this one is no exception. The uh, lead single is called Spark. Um, and there's choreo to it, and she only does choreo, like, 50% of the time, so I was very mm-hmm. excited to see that this one, like, had a dance, and there's, like, a power. I told, after you, I sent it to you, you said, like, oh, this, like, makes me feel emotional in a way that I yeah. can't really explain. Like, can't put my finger on it. There's, like, it. a power to it, um, and I just, I love Taeyeon's voice. I love her albums. They're always, like, a highlight of my year, so I'm just yeah. so excited that she's back, and all I can say is, like, listen to her new album, because it's great. It is. It's very good. Every song on it is is consistently quality. Yeah, she's for good. sure. So that's me. My recommendation is a little bit different this time around because one of my roses of October in the sense that this is just something that has consistently brought me joy every time every time I look at it and that so I recommend that everyone checks out Top's Instagram. <laughs> okay. Um, because I just love it so much. Um, so his Instagram handle is Che Sung Hyun Top. And there's like an underscore underneath each each Word, Che yeah. underscore Song underscore Hyun underscore T T T O P. He loves an Instagram story. He does post very often, but like at first, when I started following him a couple months ago, he's he's a big art collector. So, like, most of his posts are, like, weird. And sometimes it's, like, just of paintings that he bought or that of, like, an exhibit that he went to. But he also loves to tell, like, a story through, like, mm-hmm. swipe, like a post a that you story, have to swipe yeah. through. Not, like, a literal, like, he just tells you a narrative, like, in this little post. Like, one of my favorites is he got named as one of... um the like 100 best art collections uh, in some magazine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so as you like swipe through his post, he it like changes. He takes the picture of like where it says uh, number 57 or something or like, and he crosses it out and he says number one. And then the next picture is like of a monkey sticking its tongue out. And it's just, he's just really fucking funny. Yeah. Like he's really funny. The one where he stole the dried fish the other night. Oh my God. And said, like, it come on me. friends. Like he these like, are my friends. Yes, and he, he like, like put them in his pocket. Let's go funny. home. He's so funny. He had this one was my favorite where it was like, it literally took, like 30 whole seconds or like a 60 seconds of him slowly 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 
zooming in on this ice cream bar that was like all the way across the room. And then the very next one was just a picture of the empty wrapper on the floor. And then it said, don't covet my fucking ice cream. <laughs> He makes me laugh. And lately he's been posting more pictures of his beautiful face. And it was his birthday Yeah, he got drunk recently. on his birthday and put up a real ass picture a of himself. A real picture of his pretty face and a video of him singing karaoke. And he sounds so good. And he just looks happy. And he posted, like, congrats to G-Dragon getting out of the army. And he and posted funny, like, manips of, like, <laughs> shipper manips of, like, him and G-Dragon, yes. like, kissing. Funny. <laughs> he's just hilarious. And he seems like he's having a good time even in even in moments where he's having a hard time like he lost a friend recently to to suicide like at the a little while ago an artist friend of his and so he's but he like posts about that too and like he just seems to be in a very good place mm. where like he had a hard time and he did. like he had a really hard time and then like getting out of the army he just seems to have sort of built the life that he wanted for himself and he seems to be content yeah. in just not giving a fuck anymore and like having a nice time and like having fun and he He's just being real, real on his Instagram, and I love it. And you don't have to follow him, but at least look at his stories because they're always funny. I love that. <laughs> on that note, I was going to do this when it came up earlier, but I have to ask because I have to know. I feel like there's probably somebody listening who knows who is the old white man that Top puts in the little Jingle jangle. What do they call Jib jabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he posts. It'll be like two, you know, skeletons dancing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And one face is top. And then one is just like an old white man with a goatee who looks very annoyed and bored. And I don't yeah. know who that person is. And I just want to know so that I can get the joke. I don't know his, I don't know his name, but I believe he's like an art collector friend. So it's he's, just like some other art guy. Yeah, no, it's like a personal friend of his. For he sure. looks like he could be like the Norwegian president or like for all yeah. I know. Like I have no. <laughs> No idea who this person is, and it always looks so random. I believe he's an laugh. artist okay. um, that Top has in his art collection become good personal I friends see. with. Okay, um, but that is unconfirmed. Okay, but if anybody <laughs> can confirm it, I've always been curious. So just throwing that out there. I love you, Top. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, we, you can find us on social media at AMA Kpop Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, AMA Kpop Pod at Gmail for emails. And I'll just say it publicly I've been absolutely horrible at answering <laughs> emails for like the last two months. I literally always read them the second that I get them. I know. And then I, and then sometimes you guys like write like paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs, and it's so beautiful and nice. And I don't want to respond like, hey, cool, thanks. Because because I feel like no. you deserve more, but yeah. like I don't have time, so it's a it's a toss up. But know that I always read. I always read your emails. We always read them. Yes. I'm just sorry I've been bad at it. We always them. read them, and we always appreciate them. Yes. So if we didn't immediately answer you, just know that someday we will. Someday I will because that, <laughs> it will bother me, and I will do it. But I'm just sorry that it took so long. Um, also, ask me about K-pop, the podcast on YouTube. Like I said, there's a new Hudon reaction video up there if you want to look at it. Um, and then our Amino community announcement, fun thing. We're going to start doing Amino chats once a month. Um, unlike last time, I 
don't think we will be recording them for episodes the vast majority of the time. So this is just literally a fun come hang out with us. And if you miss it, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so, so put it in your calendar. So put it now. in your calendar. Uh, November 24th is the next one we're going to do. I'll give you an exact time when it gets closer. Um, but yeah, we'll, I'm, at that point, we'll probably just like chat about XL or whatever's going on. Like we might get a chance to like yeah. talk about more current news because we won't like be recording an episode for later. We can watch videos together. Maybe we'll play games. I don't know. It's just going to be like a fun hang out with us time. So yes, less of a formal episode and more of just a like, Hey, let's yeah. Let's you want to ask us questions? Virtual, want to show us stuff? A virtual hang, yeah, virtual hang. So uh, November twenty fourth is the next one of those. So follow us on Amino. Ask me about K pop, and that's it. We'll be we'll be back next week. And until then, goodbye, bye bye, Jonghyun, your inspiration. <laughs> <laughs>